This is the Early Career Research Forum. The focus of our forum is to provide members with opportunities to access peer and mentor support, develop links with senior researchers, participate in capacity building workshops, and share knowledge across disciplines. If you would like to learn more about the work we do, or if any of our listeners would like to become a member of the ECRF, check eligibility and subscribe free at www.professionalpilotofhub.com forward slash research forward slash ECRF. We welcome your thoughts and questions, so please tweet or direct questions to at AIIHPC underscore ECRF on Twitter. Today's podcast will present a slightly different artistic slant on what we traditionally deem the role of researcher to be within palliative care. We are honoured to be joined by Gwen Stevenson, a digital media artist working collaboratively and individually on a variety of socially engaged, interdisciplinary, public, community and healthcare art projects in Northern Ireland, specifically interdisciplinary palliative care art project, The Heart of Living and Dying. Welcome to the ECRF podcast, Gwen. Thanks, Rachel. So I suppose, Gwen, would you be able to tell the listener a little bit about your background as an artist and specifically what's motivated you to become involved and to create your art within community healthcare projects? Yeah, I've been working for almost 20 years as an artist in Northern Ireland. And as you've said in the intro, my work is about, you know, creating environments and experiences that promote wellness and healing. And, and really, my work is about trying to make a positive change and to create a fairer and more sustainable world. So I work a lot in the arts and health environment and also in community projects in Northern Ireland, you know, around peace building type works and creating more positive environments. So I suppose working in palliative care is really very rich in terms of the experience that you're meeting. And it brings a, a lot of the issues that I deal with in my work working with people, you know, in in palliative care, you're meeting people at a very particularly vulnerable stage of their lives. So there's a lot of material there for me to work with and and to help people in my art. And the project that you're specifically working on that's that's relevant to the palliative care community, The Heart of Living and Dying, that was set up predominantly to open the conversation about dying and to remove, I suppose, the taboo about the 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 topic of death in day-to-day conversation. How does your work assist with opening up these conversations about death and dying? Yeah, that initiative came about by um, Deirdre McKenna, who is a social worker working within palliative care in the Southern Trust area of Northern Ireland. And I have been working as an artist in residence in that area. So working with people and anybody really who is in touch with the the services in, in the trust. So it could be physical disability, mental health services, older people, you know, younger people um, looked after children all the different areas. But that initiative came about because Deirdre would have been familiar with my work and invited me to participate in this initiative that she had set up to try and raise awareness of end of life planning and advanced care planning. So the idea was to have a public health initiative to invite members of the public to, you know, have conversations around end of life, but in a in a very soft way and to normalize the conversation so that it wasn't something that people thought about when they had uh, an end-of-life diagnosis or mm-hmm. some kind of trauma in their life, that it was something that was done when people were healthy and, you mm-hmm. know, weren't stressed and basically to normalise it. Um, she invited me into that process then with the idea that art is the language of the heart and soul. So for people who may have difficulties getting out of their heads and into their hearts, that somehow... an art could help people do that. Because what Deirdre found was that 
when people started to talk about end of life matters, it was really maybe sometimes from a professional point of view that they were talking about other people's end of life or, you know, where a member of staff met a diagnosis and they had to learn how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. that she, what she wanted to do was to get people to think about their own end of life or my own end of life, which it's easy to talk about other people's, but when it comes to ourselves, it becomes a different thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, she invited me in then. And in the beginning, at the beginning of the process, it was for, I think it was 2017, it was Death Matters Week. And it was an initiative back then. So we weren't quite sure where it was going to go at that point. So what happened was she had, I think it was three sessions in the Southern Trust area, like a pilot session. And she invited myself and a poet to participate in that, just to be almost witnesses to what was happening, mm-hmm. not to participate in any way, but just try and take an essence of what was being said and, and feed it back as a reflection or as a response to that. So it developed from there. The initial idea really was, was the, the idea that to get out of the head and into the heart mm-hmm. um, and art being, being able to facilitate that or to help that in some way. Yeah. And and just when you speak about there being a witness, what, what would your creative process look like um, while witnessing these conversations happening? Yeah. So what I would do is try and to be in the room and to be present without in any way being involved or engaged or without making anybody feel inhibited, mm-hmm. you know, by my presence. Yeah. So what I would try to do was be a really soft presence in the room. So obviously I would need to listen to what was being said and try to absorb the conversation, but in a way that wasn't in any way intrusive. Mm-hmm. So the way that Deirdre set up the the conversation was to have like almost as if you're in your a living room or, you know, a very safe space, you know, she would set up with maybe some flowers on the table or lots of cups of coffee and scones and very comfortable environment. And then small groups of people chatting around, you know, around round tables or whatever. So it was almost like very normal, natural conversation. What I would do then is really go around the tables and just try and get a flavor of what was being said without being intrusive in any way or without making people feel as if I was listening or you know, interfering in any way in the process. So it's really about being a really quiet presence in the room and just absorbing as much as I, I could from what was being said, equally moving around the conversation. So, you know, I didn't get stuck in one conversation or really so I get the essence of the flavor of the conversation. Yeah, that's really interesting as well, because as researchers, obviously, we have to try and not to bias the, the mm-hmm. results of of the conversations that we have and um, that we hear as well. So the, the comparison there is very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think have been the main takeaways of the project for for you as an artist? Like, has anything from the conversations that you were uh, witnessing and involved in depicting, I suppose, really stuck with you? Well, I suppose what's really we struck with me, and it's it's influenced my practice, is how much commonality there is between people, you know, and that really there's very little that divides us. You know, when we have these important conversations, we're all really fundamentally the same. Yeah. And we all have the same issues that at our end of life or in times, difficult times that we all get drawn back to. And one of the things that comes up all the time um, in terms of people talking about memory or what, what's important to them in their life is the importance of the environment and their space. Mm-hmm. You know, when people look back on their lives and one of the questions Deirdre asks is, what is important in your life? And invariably, people will link that to some memory of the environment of a childhood memory or walking in 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 favorite places um you know sounds that they remember 
sites there, remember, and it's all about nature. And I suppose our connection to the earth is is has really struck me. I mean, it's something I would be interested in, obviously, environmental art is, is so important and the issues around climate change is the big issue that artists really need to be dealing with now. Mm-hmm. But in terms of these conversations about end of life, it's our connection with other species and the environment and nature that's really, really struck home with me, mm-hmm. you know, and that it is, it is one one earth and one health. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we return, we come from nature, we return to nature. Mm-hmm. So it's that, it's that um, the oneness of our our position as human beings, as individuals on the planet, but in the same way as how we're connected. So a lot of my work now is around um, environmental themes yeah. and issues around climate change. And it's just issues of end of life. Almost, you know, I'm thinking of the end of the planet and where we're going in terms of trying to mine that yeah. and, and environmental health. So it's a connection between the environment, human health, our place on the planet, those, yeah. all those big issues, you know. And so you you speak about there your your interest in depicting um, nature through art and climate change through art. But do you think that the Heart of Living and Dying project has actually affected the way in which you work on other unrelated projects? I think what it what it has done, apart from highlighting you know the commonality between between individuals in terms of what their core issues are, I suppose what it does in terms of other projects is. It almost slows slows things down because there's a rush in a lot of artwork to produce an end piece or to produce something that, you know, an outcome, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Whereas this work is really about process and about involvement of participants who contribute to the outcome in terms of what they say and the conversation. But mm-hmm. actually, it's, it, the, the process of, of making the art is is really important. Yeah. But at the same time, what one of the things that's that struck home with me with this project too is the importance of people having something physical to take away. You know, so so what happens in the sessions is that I I absorb what's been said and then I come come back and then and, and reflect on it and then produce a memento of the conversation. Yeah. And then that's sent back to the participants. And that serves then as a reminder of the conversation and a keepsake. Mm-hmm. And it's also like a prompt to the participant to revisit the conversation with family yeah. members or yeah. other people who are important to them. So there's almost like there's a comfort involved in having something physical. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then in terms of my other work, I do a lot of work. Um, I have a background in technology and a lot of my my own work is at the intersection of arts and technology. But one of the things that struck home with me with this work is the importance of the physical piece, you know, that people receive something in the post that they can handle it's yeah. different than getting something in by email you yeah. know so mm-hmm. um I suppose that affects my other work as well mm-hmm. why do you think it's important that people have alternative ways to express these difficult topics like through art so why why do you think artistic ways work I think it's getting out of your head and into your hands a lot of people are not comfortable with these conversations they can be difficult and I know in the heart of living and dying Deirdre works hard to make it a very comfortable conversation and a normal conversation. And invariably, she is able to draw people to have that conversation. Uh, But sometimes when you can come home out of that environment, you know, the language around it can be difficult and people are frightened of having these conversations. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, um, we want to shut it down. You know, we want to say, oh, she will be grand or, you know, we don't really want to to face it. But sometimes Mm -hmm. if people can, can work creatively either through music or art, poetry, 
or just by by drawing stuff it puts people into a different space you know yeah is there any kind of key take-home messages you want to leave our listener with today I think the message for me in all this is really that we're more the same than, than we are different you know and there's an old Confucius saying uh, by nature men are nearly alike by practice they get to be wide apart so that strikes me as, as as what's really important about this work you know that we all are going to die and we, we all will um you know need to prepare for that in some way and really what what draws us together is 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 more than what keeps us apart that's um, such a nice message to end with I would like to really sincerely thank you Gwen for joining us today and sharing your experiences of interacting with palliative care in such a unique way with us it's really amazing to think about the different mediums through which palliative care can be experienced and expressed and I, I really look forward to a world in which we can kind of collaboratively work in such multidisciplinary teams again so that yeah. projects such as the heart of living and dying can continue their amazing work yeah. if any of our listeners would like to interact with Gwen online and find out where you can see her work next please search Gwen Stevenson with a v artist on facebook again listeners we welcome your thoughts and questions please tweet or direct questions to at aihbc underscore ecrf and from all of us at the ecrf thank you for listening if any of our listeners would like to share their experience of palliative care or being an early career researcher or indeed attending a palliative care event please contact at powerstace on twitter